Hello and welcome to another episode of the Eurocast podcast, uh, presented by Another Podcast with me, Sam Smart. And me, Noah Smith. And we are back again with another episode in the tra- January transfer window. So Indeed we've got we are. more January transfers to talk about. And the we first do. one we'll talk about is one of the most exciting ones. Well, certainly one of the most exciting January transfers we've seen for a while. And that is Philippe Coutinho to Aston Villa. Yes, Coutinho has gone to Villa. He's, I think it's a loan. A potential buy for 40 million euros, but uh, we'll wait and see. Depends on what he does in, in Villa. Yeah. What a mad move. I can't... Villa are actually massive. They're actually a ginormous <laughs> club. Uh, they've I'm, also... I'm, I'll put this in, in here as well. They've got Dinier as well, apparently. It's, 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 it has been here we go. So Okay, well, it's basically, basically confirmed then. <laughs> so we've got Coutinho and Dinier at Villa, uh, which is... Last... I mean, they need a left back. I'll be honest. Dinier is definitely an upgrade to Mac Target. Yeah, you know, pre- and Dinier wanted Target. to leave Everton as well. It makes player, sense. But you know, yeah. But oh, wow, <laughs> look, look at that team. It's actually really, really good. Yeah, like all throughout their team, they've got like, I mean, not world class, but like really good players. They've got depth everywhere. Like even Coutinho is like great play. He can play on the left. He can play on the right. He can play Cam. I mean, Badia's like that as well. You got Badia and Coutinho on the same team. Like, yeah, that's so can- crazy. If one of them is out, you just play the other one. It's like mental. Yeah. You've got, you got Leon Bay, you've got Ings and Watkins. And like, it's, there's so many players at the club. Even like Emmy Martinez in goal as well. Like, he's really that good whole as well. team yeah. is just stacked. The defence is decent. Mings, uh, Mings is a bit dodgy, but Emmett Conce has got a good, uh, a good bit of potential. I, I, I think Mings is good. I, I rate Mings can be good. I feel like Mings can be a bit, I feel like it can be a bit on and off. Yeah. But I, I, also as we Conce as well, someone, I shout out to him, he's actually a, he will be a decent centre back. Yeah, he's very young, isn't he? He's 22. Two, yeah. But yeah, continue to Villa. Gerard again, the Gerard link. Uh, yeah, I mean, Gerard in the past has said how much he loves Philippe Coutinho when he played with him at like Liverpool and stuff. So, I mean, hopefully, he definitely had a part to play in that transfer. I mean, I've only seen Coutinho, well, since Liverpool, he's the only experience he's had is Barcelona. It hasn't gone well. So, back to Villa, there was no, I have no idea how it's going to turn out. It's not like I could say he's going to be a flop or a success. I have no clue I, what Coutinho's frame of mind is. I mean, it, it kind of reminds me of Jesse Lingard to a West Ham last season. Sort of like a, yeah. a washed attacking midfielder joining like a, a mid-table club with a big ambition. Oh, like Bell to Tottenham then. <laughs> God. Sorry, Tottenham fans. Sorry. <laughs> but I do see Coutinho to feel a bit like Bell to Tottenham as well, though. Like, Bale actually worked out. He worked out quite well at Tottenham, actually. People, I mean, he was injured for a lot of time, but when he played, he was really good. He was on and off. I remember the like he scored a hat trick in one of the. I forgot who it was against, but it was really impressive in some games. He got quite some a few games goals, actually. Bale was a really good shout out to Bale as well. Pretty good player. Uh, Has he even played this season? No, I don't <laughs> think so. I, I'm pretty sure he hasn't. Well, he's got about talent. seven billion pounds a week, and he's not played. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll move on from Aston Villa then we'll, we'll look at uh, some of the other moves yes so uh, Christoph Pytek and that's someone I, uh, you may know uh, Sam I don't know if obviously you had that, that, that great half a season at um, was it Genoa I think he had an amazing so. half a season I, do, I know the name I can't remember particularly how I, is he a winger I don't even know he's a striker he's a striker okay but he joins Fiorentina on a loan to buy uh, this isn't a, like it was kind of specifically said. This isn't a Vlahovic like replacement or anything. This is just another player they're adding. Yeah. And to be fair, Fiorentina need more players because if you look at their attacking output, 
it's literally just Vlahovic and that's it. Like he's literally <clears throat> all they have. So that's all they need at the moment, really. Having, like, I know, but having, some, have, having some players around him who can kind of take the burden off him would really help. Yeah. So they don't want to like go for working on this young. No, Samir joins Watford from Udinese. Yeah, said said about uh, just I another just... Udinese to Watford link up move, really. Yeah, Romano is loving it. Watford <laughs> fan. Uh, something I've actually David Neves joins Shakhtar, which that's nice. I, mean, I didn't even realise that was a move. Brazilian wingers. Yeah, I mean they don't usually buy them from the European clubs. So. I mean, good. I mean, I I'm not a, against it. Neves is a really good player. I'm surprised he's going to Shakhtar. Yeah, especially when Ajax are in the <clears throat> last 16 of the Champions League. I don't quite get I'm that move from his point money, of view. I suppose. Yeah. But um, I also put in... Uh, there's been no news about this. It's just me putting, you know, 50, like adding 2 plus 2. But Bergwijn to Ajax, possibly? Because Tottenham want to get rid of him. Yeah. I could see that. I could see that. That would work. Yeah, and also I think Bergwijn to Ajax would make a lot of sense. I think Ajax is like the best team that Bergwijn can probably play for. Because Bergwijn isn't quite that top, like he's in like I think he has a ceiling to Bergwijn, and I think mm. Ajax it would really work for him. <clears throat> I mean, he was great in the area of with the PSV, yeah. right? So, yeah, but I think there is a ceiling sense. to Bergwijn, and I think going back to Ajax would really help him because that would he'll get you know that's probably the highest level he could probably play for. Yeah, um, Chris Wood to Newcastle. This is just complete, just uh complete shithousery from from I don't Eddie, Eddie Howe in Newcastle. <laughs> they paid the want release clause, which is like twenty five million. They're, they're they're doing it just to smite Burnley. <laughs> literally just so Burnley get relegated and Newcastle don't. They're literally just, they're just signing all the relegation. Like that's what they're doing, which is big brain actually. That's massive brain from Newcastle. I, I mean, yeah, they're looking to sign Todd Cantwell from uh, from Norwich as well, which is really I wouldn't complain if that happened if they paid like the forty mil we're asking for. If you're paying for it with Tor Cantwell, but no one can complain. That's way too yeah. much Tor Cantwell. <laughs> uh, but Chris Wood to Newcastle. Um, I mean, he joins Trippier. Uh, yes. Honestly, Chris Wood is actually a good player, though. Like, I don't... I'm not against it. I'm not that against I mean, it. Yeah, I like Chris Wood, but I'm not sure if he's worth 25 million. I don't I mean, care how much money you've I mean, got. I think 20 is probably the max you probably go. I could justify 20, depending how he plays. I mean, yeah. FM legend. On FM, he's uh absolute baller, so... Yeah. But, I mean... Newcastle have paid just as much for Chris Wood as Aston Villa have for Lucas Digne. Yeah, does it make sense? Yeah, <laughs> what do you think about it like that? It's... <laughs> I mean, I think the other thing as well, look at the other strike options. A lot of them are very expensive. Like, True. someone like Patrick Schick, for example, how much is he going to cost? I think Leverkusen went upwards of 50, 60 million. There isn't that many people who, you know, kind of big strikers who are available for cheap. And Chris Wood probably benefits, but not only benefits Newcastle in terms of getting a play for Burnley, but also gives them that option for cheaper. I mean, the only other person can play like Slanky, who is risky. Yeah, very even though risky. He, even, I think, even I think he could be a good Premier League striker, you you have to take, you have to give him the right circumstance for that and going straight to Newcastle is a lot of pressure. So Yeah, at least Chris Wood is sort of proven in the Premier League. Yeah, I think, I don't think it's a bad signing. Um, 25 mil for Newcastle, is, I mean, they're, they're not against paying it and, I don't think it's a ridiculous amount. If they paid like 40 mil for Chris Wood, then I'd be like, what the hell? What is this? I think 20 mil for Chris Wood's probably his max anyway. Yeah. It's not too much over. I mean, they're also in a bad situation in Newcastle. So if if it were, if Chris Wood gets a few goals, it will be worth it for them. You know? I mean, they've got like Callum Wilson up front, but he's very injury prone. 
So I guess it offers you a different type of striker as well, which is good. It gives you kind of that different choice depending what game you want. Because Eddie Howe's kind of adapted. He's play. He's a bit more pragmatic under Newcastle, which is what you need to be for Newcastle because they're in a bit. They're in the mud. Yeah, <laughs> but I think Eddie Howe's. Yeah, it's good. I think it's not a bad signing. Um, I just I like seeing. I want to see who Newcastle signs. It's really interesting to me. Yeah, they're definitely not getting. I wasn't expecting Chris Wood this 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 January. They really want a centre back though. I should not. I don't think they're going to send Montman. I think they're looking at maybe Balasheel, but that's if Monaco wants to let him go. I you know, Balasheel would be expensive. I think. Yeah. Well, so will Botman one... to be fair. But... <laughs> yeah, but I think Botman. You could probably wait till summer for that. But. Hmm. I'm trying to think who they might sign to. Maybe Tarkovsky, but I think Tarkovsky. Just, I don't think Burnley would accept a fee for Tarkovsky. I think they just let him put his contract down. Yeah, same actually. Because mm-hmm. they've they've declined offers for Leicester and like other clubs, you know, um, in in the summer. So there's no. I don't think they get I think Newcastle. They're, they're going to buy a centre back. I just wonder who it is, really. Yeah. Uh, Sergio Oliveira to Roma. That's a good player. Decent deal. Yeah, he's a. Really good player over here for Porto. Um, Taking a step at Tafoma. I think he'll work out well. He's a good player and he'll, he'll show his quality for, for that for that it's Roma very team. Roma signing. <laughs> Buying yeah. Port, well, Porto player, yeah. don't know. I feel like that just works. Yeah, it works. I think it's just a good signing. Yeah. Uh, Diego Godin, uh, his contract has been terminated. Uh, I think they they agreed on that, him and Cagliari. Mm. And it looks like he's going to Atletico Mineiro. Um, did, I call, did I call that? Maybe I said someone was going to go to Atletico Mineiro in one of these episodes. I think probably. it might have been Diego Godin. Yes, I, I could see that. You know, it probably was. If yeah. I called that, then I don't know. I... Yeah, we, we, we talked about Godin and like South America. Yeah, that, I think that actually was you. Yeah, Diego uh, Costa was also released from Mineiro as well. Um, I, I, I feel bad with Diego Costa. He's not a bad. He's, a, he's still a good player. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know how well he. I haven't followed him since he went to Atletico Mineiro. I'm not sure no, if he, but, how many goals he scored, but but he's a really good player still. Like, he's, he's still a great player in there. So yeah, I don't know. But yeah, going into Mineiro. I mean, that fair works. Enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brazilian league, yeah, sure. <laughs> Big game player for you know that. Um, Ainsley Maitland-Niles has gone to Roma on loan, which I talked about. Uh, I think I've talked about that last week, but. It's yeah. been confirmed now. He's going. He's gone to Roma. I'm. I'm really. You know, uh, Mourinho's really like looking at his young age players and think, seeing something now, which is surprising. Cause I don't. Yeah. I think Mourinho. I, mean, I think that's just a really good these move. players. Yeah, and I think yeah, good move for Roma. Good move, good move for Maitland Lars, who gets a chance at a. Uh, Europe, like I say, top, not a, like a top fourteen moment, but they're a big European club. I'd say a big, yeah, big European club for Maitland Lars to develop at and actually play at. Because I think there's a really good player then. And I think well, Arsenal, I think, still want him because there's a reason why they haven't sold him yet. So. Yeah, I mean, how old is he? He's 22, yeah. 23. He's a great utility player. He can play literally anywhere. And yeah. He has a bunch of like skills. Like, he works really hard, quite quick. I mean, he, he expressed yeah. how much he wanted to like play football. Mm. Like on his social media and stuff, so I mean, I think that's a good on him. He should play football, so oh, yeah, like, yeah, the amount he, he expressed how much he wanted to go out somewhere and actually play. I mean, that's really good. On the topic of Arsenal as well, um, the final story I got here they're looking for a midfielder. Um, it's either Art Arthur, 
who at first I thought was like the Brazilian, like the one that's still in Brazil, but it's actually like Juventus Arthur, by the looks of it. Or Bruno Jimenez, yeah. who, yeah, two really good midfielders, two Brazilian. They're kind of like, is that, um, I think Bruno Jimenez is a bit more attacking than Arthur, yeah, I'd say. Bruno Gamares, he plays for Lyon, doesn't he? Yeah. Who I will talk yeah. about when we do Liga, but yeah, he's... um. I mean, I haven't really, like well, really watched player, a lot of Bruno Gamares, so I'm not really sure. I feel like he's more he of a, yeah, advanced. I think he's number eight to number ten. That's who Bruno Jimenez. I think Arthur's definitely like a number eight, possibly yeah. number six, if you want to, you know, play a bit. I'll tell I'm not really like. He was okay when he first arrived at Barca, though. I'm, not, I'm just not really sure what he is anymore. No, well, maybe at Arsenal he can find himself. I mean, Arsenal again, their transfer policy is great. I feel Arsenal do really well. Um, look at people like Vlahovic. Who I, I don't think Vlahovic will join in January, but no, they're look, also looking for some like they're looking for players who they're spending big money on players who I don't know how to describe them. They're like like really good players, but not quite like they, they have a bit a bit of you know, ceiling uh, potential to them. And um, yeah, just kind of like promising-ish players. <laughs> Uh, players who are quite good right now but still have a bit to grow like Ben yeah. White I think was a you know, like example of somebody who has, pretty, who has a high ceiling they feel and Ramsdale was a lot of money for someone who actually has worked out quite well because he fits really well in that team and you know the, the atmosphere the, like the kind of character he is yeah they're looking for characters as well in Arsenal which is look at positive characters in the dressing room or people who will you know want success and hung, are hungry yeah. that's, I think that's why Vlahovic kind of would work I think because Vlahovic is He's quite selfish, but he's also very like determined to do well, and he wants to win. He wants to be the focal point, which is great. That's yeah. what Arsenal probably need actually, because they also need a good striker. Yeah, Bamming isn't particularly focused at all. No. So, Blahovic would be someone who's really hungry. So, or just any like they, you know, they're, they're also they're definitely on the you know on the prowl for someone because Arteta's also said a lot of times that he's looking for players. So, yeah, which is nice. It's weird seeing here managers saying, "I want a, I want this player, I want that player." As United fan, yeah, not usually that doesn't happen. Usually, I manage usually like, like uh, we might sell some players. Don't, definitely not selling anyone though. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm just used to. But uh, so, that's transfer. If I think that's all up, the transfers done. done, yeah, yeah. So let's move on to the European leagues. Yeah, we'll move on to the European leagues and we'll start with Serie A because there was an absolutely mental game between Roma and Juve. Mm-hmm. So. Both of them scored early. Uh, Roma scored first through Tammy Abraham and then Paolo Dybala equalised. Roma then went 3-1 up uh, with Henry Mkhitaryan and a really great free kick from uh, Lorenzo Pellegrini. Like, just a really good free kick. Like, top, properly top corner and everything. Uh, and then, around the 70th minute mark, uh, Jose Mourinho's side just collapsed. They conceded three in seven minutes to go 4-3 down uh, with... Manuel Locatelli, Dejan Kulosevsky and Matteo De Chilio getting on the score sheet. And, but then, right at the end of the game, they had an absolute lifeline, a really harsh penalty and red card uh, with a Matthias Delict handball. Mm-hmm. So they have a penalty to level the game for 4-4. Four, four. And then their captain, Pellegrini, just hits an absolute P-roller straight ah. at Wojciech <laughs> Chesney. And yeah, they just throw the game completely. Juve are now six points clear of them. That's not very, that's that's actually quite embarrassing for Roma, given how awful Juve were doing early on in the season. Yeah, the fact they're now six points clear of Roma, that's yeah, that's not good. I mean, Juve have been on a good run of form. To be fair, I think they've won quite a few in a row now. 
But I mean, yeah. Roma should have definitely won that game. Like they were well in the game. The goals that they could like, I think I feel like in the second half, Juve just went like, right, we'll just completely send everything at Roma, and Roma just got complacent because they were three one up. Mm-hmm. And then like that penalty at the end just summed it all up. Like they got an absolute gift from the gods with a penalty that shouldn't have. Well, sort of like a 50-50 penalty. It was quite fortunate to be given, really. They get this absolute gift. Their captain steps up to take it, and he just... It's just... It was too arrogant. Like, he he takes... He goes to take the penalty, and he just thinks he can just slot it home and it will be all right. And it's just like, no, you can't just do that. And, well, yeah, and then their former keeper, which actually says they just... Save Sorry, breaking news. Breaking, breaking news. news. Breaking news. Um, Everton are set to sign Anuel El Ghazi for Aston Villa. Is that part of the Luca Digne deal? Um, looks like it. Yeah. They're, they're separated deals. Apparently, apparently they are separated deals. I think they're happening at the same time. That they're, they're not linked to search. It's not a swap deal, but there's you know. Nah, they probably are linked. They say they negotiate at the same time. Definitely linked. Yeah. Sorry. Some of that breaking news, but yeah, <laughs> Anuel El Ghazi to Everton. Who is? God, Everton are actually in the mud. Yeah. <laughs> so in the- well, you say that, you say that. Everton signed two average wingers in the summer and they both turned out to be pretty good. The issue is they've signed average wingers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the issue. Well, maybe Anwar Ogazi will be another, you know, the, the next oh, Andros Townsend. <laughs> Agent Rafa right now. Agent Rafa Benitez from Liverpool FC. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, Everton are just slowly but surely just turning into a mid-table club. Rafa she came in like, right, I'm going to ruin this because... <laughs> <laughs> they've still yeah. got really good players. It's just like... Well, I think Rafa will do well. He's, I mean, he, if Rafa stays, he'll, 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 he'll do well with a team who are now mid-table. So... I, I think I don't know if he's right. Worse so, he can, so he can play better. I think that's what he's doing. It's, it's a strategy. <laughs> if, it, if that's a strategy, I'm not sure I totally agree with that strategy. <laughs> So we'll move on to, to Carolina with Syria. I apologise for uh, well, no, that's the fine. breaking well, news. I, I'm all for breaking news. So <laughs> if you have any more, then that would actually be great. No, I love the excitement. <laughs> breaking news, I finished my cup of tea. Oh no, actually I haven't. It's just gone cold. Oh. Never mind. <laughs> the transfer has been delayed. Cup of tea mm-hmm. to mouth. Right. Uh, we'll, carry, we'll carry on from that uh, From that to, to the rest of Syria. So all of the teams in the top four, uh, they all won their games. Inter beat Lazio 2-1. Milan beat Venezia 3-0. Napoli beat Sampdoria 1-0. And Atalanta beating Udinese 6-2. Ooh, crazy on, Atalanta. Game. You got this, I believe. <laughs> I mean, Atalanta, they're still like eight points behind first. I mean, they're, they're still in with they're the They're going to win the league. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Atalanta. I mean, it just takes... like If Atalanta beat Inter, that's them um, reduced to five points. I, 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 I'm saying they're eight points here. I'm not even sure if they're eight points clear. <clears throat> Hold on. Very professional looking up. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was it's spot on. It's eight music. points. Beautiful. Yeah, I knew it. So, yeah. So, a win against Inter, that reduces it to five. And then who knows what other results throughout the season. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I still think uh, one of the Milan teams are going to win the league. Yeah. They're, like they're only one point apart. Uh, it's weird, Syria. I mean, the two Milan teams are like at the top, but if I look at the whole league as, as uh, you know, look at all the teams as a whole, especially those top teams, they're not quite at the quality that they used to be. Still, even though it's more competitive, 
Yeah. Like, look at those Milan teams. They're not quite as good as the, you know, teams of old. Yeah, obviously, I don't know what. That, like, into the team the like, Milan team like, from, like, the 2000s. I feel like Serie A is still a really good league. Just the quality of player in Serie A has gone down from what it used to be. Yeah. And the league as a whole has technically gone down in that case. But it is more competitive than it has been now. Than it has been oh, yeah. I guess it's kind of that, that, a, like a, a win-lose situation. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, well, it would take something special to be back to the, you know, the teams of, you know, Jose Mourinho's Inter and like the Milan side with like Ronaldinho and all that. But yeah, it's definitely not Never. there yet. Mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll move on from the, the top of Serie A to the bottom where Cagliari are just one point off safety now after being quite a few points adrift after two consecutive wins and two consecutive losses for Venezia. But oh, Venezia, man, please. <laughs> in that whole sort of relegation battle, anywhere up to 14th place Udinese is not really safe. I think there's only five points separating about six yes. teams. So. Plenty of time for teams to resurge slash not resurge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at you, uh, Salernitana. I, mean, I, doubt, I doubt there's any Salernitana fans listening, but if there are, probably, you'll get They'll probably be chucked to administration beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Like, out of all the teams in Europe, they're probably the most in the mud. They are literally six feet in the mud. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But um, that is Serie A done. So. Yes. I'll talk about La Liga now because uh, I can. <laughs> this is our <laughs> podcast. I'll talk about Liga now. Um, the big game I kind of pointed out was Lyon versus PSG. A, a 1-1 draw. Um, a good Bruno Jimenez pass to Lucas Paqueta uh, for the first goal. And Mbappe struck the post twice in the lively display. Uh, Marquinhos also made Lopez work. Uh, so that's something I noticed. So good performances for Mbappe and Marquinhos. Uh, Tio Kerr was the guy that equalised though, despite that. Um, I kind of noticed it was a fairly even game. Uh, so Lyon played quite well at home against PSG. Um Something else I wanted to point out, Xavi Simmons also played. I feel like, I feel like he's being overhyped, Xavi Simons. Like, yeah, I've, I kind of forgot about him and he's playing. I was like, oh yeah, he does exist, doesn't he? Yeah. I don't know. I don't really rate him that much, to be honest. I think he's only being I, rated because he's, uh, what is it? Is it Ed, it's Edgar David's son, isn't it? Is he? Is he? He's someone's know, he son. <laughs> he's somewhat, wait, hold on. He's uh, Shavi's son somehow. It <laughs> doesn't look anything like him. Who? Shavi's son actually someone's son. Dutch, is he Wood Hillett's son or something? Am I just, am I just made that up? I thought he was Edgar David's son. I'm annoyed at why I thought that. Or is he related? He's like related to Edgar David's or something. Um, He is related to Edgar David's, but his dad is... is that his... Is... Regulo's son. Roger Simons, who is a very average, um, was a very, very average. Have I just uh, made that? Who ever Davisi player? Oh, Edgar Davids. I could have sworn they were related in some way. No, I think he's just Dutch, and I think he probably plays like him. That might have been it. They might have just compared their play style. So. Yeah, well, I've just completely made that up. <laughs> yeah, he's. um. That's also his first league appearance of uh, the season as well, Xavi Simons. Uh, I mean, he played in the uh, the Coupe de France, did he? Yes, he did. 
yeah, against the uh, the fourth tier team. But yeah, he's um, I don't know. We'll wait and see. He's, he's, I mean, he's doing well in the Netherlands setup. He's he's quite good in the national team, like the youth ones. And he's he's also only he's only eighteen. So we'll wait and see um, how good he is. Mm. But yeah, he got he got a, a game, which was nice. So. Yeah, yeah, good, good game on the PSG. Um, two very good teams going at it. Um, I say very good teams. PSG are amazing, and Leon are. They've been struggling recently, but they've got some really good players in that side. So, yeah, you know, it's like I feel like they should be doing. They should do well. Sort of but average yeah. nowadays. Good game. Uh, PSG held, but I don't think it really matters about about that because PSG is still going to run away with it. Yeah, they're about fifty-five billion points ahead of um, Nice. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't see anyone catching them at all. Even coming close. Um, the other game I noticed was uh, Bordeaux versus Marseille. Uh, Marseille won 1-0 against Bordeaux. Uh, ended the 44-year winless streak away to Bordeaux. Is that an actual stat? Yes. <laughs> Things are, Bordeaux, Bordeaux have always been a pretty good team in, in Liga. So it just kind of shows you how bad, poorly Bordeaux are doing recently. This isn't normal Bordeaux. Bordeaux yeah. are normally a fairly big league on side. They usually, they usually get in the Champions League or Europa League. They've, they've always been that kind of tier. So yeah, they've definitely fallen off in recent years. Mm. But um, yeah, one 0 Marseille, who are again a great side at the San Poli, really good. <laughs> I can't keep saying how good Marseille are, but they play really good football. Basically, insert Bielsa foot lead to those who don't watch European football. I mean, but um, Bielsa was also at Marseille, so yeah, that's true. Sort of. Uh, but Chengizundo with the goal um, for Marseille. Uh, Salib also played really well on Erst. Um had a really good game I, I think they play I think Marseille do play the three back so he's been playing I guess he's been allowed more license to go up and stuff yeah yeah Saliba playing quite well under Sapoli Grindy's also playing quite well as well so those two Arsenal um, former Arsenal players well so I think Saliba's still on loan he's been out on loan for about 10 years now yeah I'm not really sure why he hasn't been given a chance Arsenal really, really? I mean, I'll wait and see. If he, if he put, like, people like people say he plays really well in Liga. He does. I don't know why he never got given a chance. I don't know. He's still going <laughs> apparently. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, PSG are top of the league. Uh, no surprises there. Nice Marseille second or third, and that's Liga done. So with Liga done, we'll move on to the Bundesliga, where there are a couple of uh, good games in there. So Bayern. Uh, Losing to Gladbach again. They always seem to lose to Gladbach. Uh, this was a 2-1 loss. Uh, but it looked to be a routine win for them after they scored early, Bayern scored early through Robert Lewandowski. Uh, but Gladbach fighting back with goals from Florian Neuhaus and Stefan Leiner. Uh, Jan Sommer had a great game again. Like doing, like doing He made multiple great saves. Like just mm-hmm. proving why he's one of the best goalkeepers in the world. Oh, like, Jan Sommer? Yeah. Best I keeper mean, in the world? No, one of the best keepers in the world. Not the best. Well, what top then? What top? I want to hear this. Top, top? five, top ten? Top yeah. five. Well, okay. I, 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 top five. Do you uh, think Jan Sommer's in top five? Hold on. Let me think of the top five. Because Jan Sommer's certainly not in top five. I'm sorry. I just refuse to believe. <laughs> oh, best, best keepers in the world. We'll go... Oh, we'll go... Alisson? Yeah. So Alisson's a better Mendy. keeper than Sommer. Mendy's a better keeper than Sommer, yeah. Alisson, Mendy. I'd argue Edison's a better Edison, keeper than Sommer. Edison, Courtois, Donnarumma. 
Courtois is a better keeper. Donovan is a better keeper. Mike Mine, in my opinion, is a better keeper. I'd say I say he's on the same level as Mike Mignon. You think he's the same level as Mike Mignon? Yeah. Uh, I think Mine is a bit a bit, a bit better, just a little bit better. I think I, I don't know. Just Jan Sommer. Every time I watch him, he's just Neuer. You forgot about Neuer. Oh, Neuer's, Neuer's probably better. better yeah. Uh, Tostegan's better than Sommer. Ooh, that's dodgy. He's been no, Tostegan's no, been no, dodgy no. this season. I would I would argue that Tostegan's a better keeper than Sommer. I don't think that's that controversial. I. I don't know. I try to think of two other I think, keepers. Who are I think maybe a year um, ago. Yeah, I'd argue De Gea is probably better than Summer. Although I've seen De Gea play, man, he's the only good player on our team. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, he's good, oh, but I feel like I feel like they're all on the same level. De Gea's Summer, my non De Gea. I feel like that's the kind of level. And who's where's the other? I try to find out ten, so you're not. He's not top ten. Uh, <laughs> Big <laughs> one of a keeper quick. Wojtek Szczesny. Oh, Oblak. I completely forgot about Jan Oblak. Oblak as well. And Szczesny. And probably Hanzanovic. No, I do not rate Wojtek Szczesny. But, oh, I don't think he's very good. I don't know how he plays for Juventus. I, I think that's a controversial clearly, opinion. Clearly better than Buffon, obviously. That's why Buffon's not playing for Juventus. Well, Buffon, <laughs> Buffon plays for Parma now. Kael Navis is better keeping the summer. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. Not anymore. This is also controversial. Sorry, <laughs> we need to we to keep going with the with the Bundesliga chat. I mean, I think Jan Sommer's one of the best keepers in the world, personally. But we'll move on. We'll move on. Uh, speaking of other goalkeepers, uh, Sven Ulreich got his first game uh, goal for Bayern, the true best in the world <laughs> in over a year. And both of the goals that Radbach scored, Manuel Neuer probably would have saved them. So, not really covering himself in glory on his uh, return to the Bayern lineup. No, so, not really. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but he probably hasn't been, been in a goal like in training for over a year either. He's probably just been at home, like yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they, Sven Ulreich's just that guy that Bayern just they just call up whenever they just like lawyer just can't be bothered to play or he's injured or something. Literally, they just call up Sven Ulreich. Like they don't even loan him out. They just. Literally, he's just there for that sole reason. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll move on because the well, title rivals-ish sort of Dortmund, uh, they beat Frankfurt 2-0. But Frankfurt t- uh, uh, took a two-goal... I meant 3-2. I don't know why I said 2-0. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> please pass that error. Look at the, note. Look at the notes. Stormer <laughs> won 2-0 uh, to Frankfurt. <laughs> What? Yeah, <laughs> I saw I saw a two on my page. And I just for some reason said nil. I have no idea. Yeah, Dortmund won three two. As Sam was going to say. Yeah, they won three two at Frankfurt. Uh, Frankfurt t- took the two goal lead early on, uh, thanks to two goals from Rafael Santos Borra. Good player. Uh, but then three late goals: uh, Torgan Azar, Jude Bellingham, and Mahmoud Dahoud. Uh, yes, yeah, I think two of the goals came in like the eighty seventh and eighty ninth minute. That'll be limbs, absolute, absolute limbs. limbs. The Mahmoud Dahoud as well. We've been kind of been a bit average for the past player, couple of years, to be honest. He's just a squad player, isn't he? Yeah, squad good to but, see him. It was it was a nice goal he took as well. Yeah, it's good so, for him though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they've cut Bayern's lead down to six points now. Oh, here we go. So, Dortmund clearly got to take catch Bayern up. I mean, a win, a win against Bayern again. Like I said in the. Uh, in, again, in the Serie A segment, a win against Bayern that's now down to three, and then you don't know what happens in the rest of the season. You know, 
I don't know what happens. Bayern's going to win every game. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what's going to happen the rest of the season. Bayern will win every game besides when they play Gladbach and Frankfurt because they always lose to those teams for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, speaking of well, the Bundesliga, obviously, uh, the race for the Champions League, Hoffenheim have jumped up to third thanks to a 3-1 win over Augsburg. Uh, both the other teams in the fourth place fight, or third and fourth place fight, there's two spots off the grabs. Uh, both of those teams, Freiburg and Leverkusen, drew 2-2. Uh, Freiburg drew 2-2 with Arminia Bielefeld and Leverkusen drew 2-2 with Union Berlin. So yeah, Hoffenheim now in the driving seat for the Champions League spot. Good for them, Hoffenheim. Uh, I look at their team, I don't really specifically see a top four team, so that's really good for them, really. Yeah. I I'd mean, argue that they shouldn't be up there, really, but they're doing really well. So I mean, you say they shouldn't be up there, but then like, I mean, Freiburg are also up be. there, and you'd, and you'd argue yeah. that Hoffenheim have a much better squad than Freiburg. I'm just thinking there's probably like people like Leverkusen. Leverkusen definitely should be there. Yeah, Frankfurt they, they've should got, be there. Gladbach should be there. I mean, Gladbach, like teams. Gladbach lost like six games in a row going into that. Yeah, Bayern Gladbach game. have been like, I don't know what's going on with them. <laughs> it's been awful. They really shouldn't be in that position. Wolfsburg as well, similarly, have been equally awful. Yeah, another team we should be up top for. But yeah, I say about Bundesliga, a lot of teams kind of like, a lot of ebb and flow with the top four. Yeah. I'd love to see Freiburg get into the Champions League. I think that would just be really cool. Mm. And Hoffenheim good, yeah. as well, because, I mean, they haven't been in it for a couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. So, that right, is well, the Bundesliga done. We'll end this podcast with La Liga. Uh, and uh, the first La Liga game I'll talk about is Real Madrid versus Valencia. Uh, 4-1 win for Madrid at home. Uh, Benzema scored a pen in the first half, and that goal... Took him to 300 goals for Los Blancos. He's, he's nice. only the fourth ever player to do that. Who do you think are the other three? I mean, don't look. I, 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 I have just seen the notes. So you I know exactly. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> but you know, I'll, for, for the sake of for the sake of the podcast, I'll guess. No, I'll go. I'll go. Marco Asensio, um, ah. <laughs> Jonathan Woodgate, and ooh. I think I think Thibaut Courtois as well. I think I think those uh, three. Right. No, the answer was Jesse Rodriguez, uh, Michael Owen. <laughs> and, no. <laughs> yeah, and Lionel Messi. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fourth. Yeah, he's the fourth player to do so. Um, Ronaldo, Baul, and Alfredo Di Stefano. I mean, yeah, those are the three players you'd expect. <laughs> yeah, I mean, three three Madrid greats and Benzema putting in place, putting putting himself in that place, which. I think the Benzema, he's always going to, I think when people look back on him, he's always never going to be able to reach those heights of an Aldebaran. Like people aren't going to see him in that section. But he is yeah. really, he's been, he's been so good though. He really has. Yeah. I mean, I don't think, obviously, I mean, getting to the level of, you know, Ronaldo, Raul, and Di Stefano, those are like, they're not just like best players for Real Madrid level. Those are like best players, like just best players full stop level. Like mm-hmm. those players are insane. So I mean, Benzema, yeah. what a, but Benzema, still, what a career, what a player. Yeah, obviously, I mean, like, Benzema's yeah. been absolutely fantastic for Real Madrid. Like, just so consistent over the, what, 12 years he's been, or maybe not 12, 10 years he's been there. Mm. Over a decade, I think, actually. And he's still been, well, extremely influential here. So Benzema's got a pen in the first half. Uh, Vinicius Junior got a brace in the second half, a player who... I mean, if he keeps going his trajectory, he could be a great, but you've got a, quite a few more seasons for that first. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Benzema's got another. Um, Gonzalo Guedes scored uh, Valencia's only goal. Um, 
It also means that we averaged our 27 games unbeaten at home in the Liga. Nice. Just a really good, really good Absolute result. Absolute fortress at the Bernabeu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Real Madrid dominant as always. Yeah. Well, not as always, um, to be fair. Not in, not in recent well, well, most in recent years. Most of the time this season, they've had been dominant. So Yeah, this season, yeah, they have been dominant. Villarreal 2, Atletico Madrid 2. Uh, Angel Guerrero got a, scored a great goal after he kind of ran from the midfield, ran a bunch of defenders, then chipped uh, Rudy in goal. Um, and how well as well and how Korea sorry he's been really on form I feel recently I mean I haven't really seen a lot of him but I know, I know he's a great player like every time I've seen him in the Champions League he's I think this, impressed I think this season he's really stepped up a bit especially with Jean Felix kind of being in and out of the team mm. they need that kind of they need someone to kind of be a standout and, and how Korea's kind of been that so yeah uh, Pau Torres uh, uh, equalised in the 29th minute however and um, then Alberto Moreno made it 2-1 in the second half I completely forgot uh, he was a player. I, I always remember Alberto Reno. For some reason, he sticks in my mind constantly. <laughs> I mean, how, um, how could he not? I mean, he was a, he was a, a Liverpool legend. However, Jeffrey could be a player who also kind of keeps, sometimes forget it. I didn't even know he played for Madrid until the other day. I was like, oh yeah, he does, doesn't he? <laughs> not because he's a bad player, just because I don't know where he is half the time. But he, like, one second he's at Inter, one second he's at... Did he play, who else did he, did he play for Sevilla? Probably he's played everywhere, man. Yeah, <laughs> but Jack Monaco scored, scored the equaliser late on uh, to make it two-two. He'd also get a yeah second le- second yellow with the dying seconds, but nah, uh, ignore that. <laughs> but still two-two. Um, Madrid. I mean, they have been struggling recently, but it's just injuries and stuff. And you probably should be beating Villarreal, but slightly out of the world. Both teams get a. Both teams probably would take the point from that game. Yeah. So uh, we have Valacano. Uh, Drew against Real Betis 1-1. Uh, the kind of big thing about this game was marred kind of by a really bad head injury for Izzy Palazon. Basically, like, there's like a picture of him of like, he's got like a cut, he's got blood, like he's bald as well. So just blood all over his head. Oh, that's on the floor. Um, It was initially given as a foul, but, um, but uh, I see Alex, Alex Moreno, or given a red card after the ref saw the seriously injury, which I mean, if you didn't see what happened or describe what happened, you think, oh, right, Alex Moreno definitely deserves that because he definitely kicked him. Yeah. What kind of happened is that uh, Pearson's head was quite low, and um, Alex Moreno tried to rid the ball, and he kind of got his head on the way. So it's okay. a bit of a weird red card. Um, I don't think you probably... it's not really a high boot as such. So I don't know how you could probably give that. Yeah. But you know, there's that. Uh, that is actually um, complained a lot of this game. Uh, this game afterwards about the referee decision because I think it was like a there was a disallowed handball at some point as well. well not disallowed, but like a a missed handball and stuff like that. So Betis were quite annoyed at the refereeing in this game. Hmm. Um, anyway, just uh, Betis uh, got a goal, however, you know, it, it added time in the first half from Sergio Canales. However, even ba- uh, Baliu, Baliu, Bali, Ivan Baliu. Yeah. I think um, he he cries late on in the second half for Alvaro Alacano to um uh, not sorry not late so you get you just equalised. I think about the other game that we're going to talk about after this, but um <laughs> what to make it one one for Alvaro Alacano who I only just realised have literally have like the river plate like kit, which makes me very happy seeing Falcao. <laughs> oh, true! Like, I forgot. I completely forgot about like yeah Falcao like river plates. I think I think he was river plate. I hope so. I I might get killed if he's bothered. Oh, I'm just gonna do some quick uh, 
professional searching. I'm pretty sure it's for plate or plate, if you want to uh, say. He yeah. played for. It's also yeah, number he did. three. It was for Falcao was also number three as well, which is a bit weird. Of the of Alicano. Yeah, I didn't get why like strikers like wearing three. I remember Wilfred Bonny played two. Uh, had number two on his back, and he came back to Swansea. <laughs> I, I just don't understand why. Like, it, it just Funny, looks weird. Yeah. But yeah, one one draw benefits Valcarlo quite massively because, uh, you know, I feel like they probably better probably should with the team you expect to win that game. But I mean, yeah, they're, they're, they're still, pretty close in the table, right? Not they're, still, yeah, they're close to the table. I mean, but like Valcarlo, yeah, good win for them. Not win, yeah. so good draw for them. Uh, Granada also drew against Barcelona. Uh, Daniel Alves, there's also, yeah, Daniel Alves has returned to La Liga. Um, Good to see him In back. the first half, Luke de Jong had a goal disallowed after he was offside. Well, if he got his goal in the second half from an Alves cross, um, Luke de Jong, I don't know what's happening. He's actually on fire. This no, is, I was going to say, he's funny. scored a couple goals now, hasn't he? This is actually not, this is not a joke. Guys, <laughs> Luke, <laughs> what are you doing? Luke de Jong's actually scoring for Barcelona. This isn't supposed to happen. No. What's uh, going Gabriel on? Luke de Jong off. scoring. Danny Alves is back in Barcelona. What's going on? <laughs> it's mental at Barca. Yeah, Gavi was sent off for Secajello in the second half. And Granada got a late leveller from Antonio Puteras, who I when I saw the thing, I, I just saw Rodriguez Diaz. I was like, who is that? I mean, that's mm. Antonio Puteras. He's got, I think his full name is like Antonio Diaz Puteras Rodriguez or something like that. <laughs> so... He, he's basically called whatever. You just use whatever combination of names. Just, that's his name. Have like Antonio Diaz. <laughs> Antonio <Puetras> Diaz. <laughs> just uh, Antonio Diaz. Make yeah, that sounds Antonio Puetras Diaz. That'd be cool. Like Ben Brereton Diaz. <laughs> ben Brereton Diaz always finds a way to make an appearance. <laughs> Absolutely. But Danny Alves played very well. I noticed as well. Um, before Puetras as equaliser, he produced a really good block from a Puetras shot. Um, as also as well as Gravini's sister against Luke Dion. So yeah, Danny Elvis, great performance on the back of the league. He's still got it. I guess good. he's just got that, like that just pure passion now. Like that's he's just all of... he's playing off of. Oh, he's got quality. I, oh yeah, he obviously he's still. A, he's, he's got a lot yeah. of technical ability still. And even though he's not quite as quick as he was, he's still, he's still a great athlete. Yeah. I say passion. It's not particularly passion. He's just playing because he's really good. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously you know, Danny Elvis is never going to be bad. He only she's like, Sixty aging, aging well, I think. <laughs> um, and Barcelona probably unlucky to to uh, draw. Although Granada weren't like particularly poor, they you know did put pressure on Barcelona. I guess having Javi yeah. sent off didn't really help at all. Is it Javi? Do you say it Javi? I think it's Javi. Yeah. I'll ask if everyone's. I think, I think the G Javi is like an H. Really, is it? Yeah, it makes sense now. Yeah. Uh, might, it might just be. I don't, I don't. I don't think it's Gavi. I think that's quite like English. I might just call him Javi then. I guess because be, it sounds better. <laughs> anyway, the state are playing La Liga. Let's look at the table. Uh, Real Madrid are top of the league. However, Sevilla are only four points behind, which is you actually. I kind of forget how close. Okay, I don't. I don't think it was that close. The tightways are still on, <laughs> and they are also the only two teams to tightways because third place Betis are ten points behind Sevilla. So Ooh, yeah. However, what isn't far apart is uh, for Betis all the way down to Vallecano. So Betis, Atletico Madrid, Real Sociedad, Barcelona, Vallecano. All those five teams are only three points you know, um, away from each other. I think Betis are 34 and Vallecano are 31. So that race for third and fourth is 
Yeah, very tight. Quite good still, yes. Barca still in with a good shout, but even Brian Vallecano in with a good shout. I mean, Champions' goal is basically to get Champions League, so if you can do that, but it, you know, that's yeah, it's way to do really. But yeah, that'll be the podcast, and I think. Yeah, I think that's everything rounded up until next week, where hopefully we'll have more breaking transfer news to bring you, like uh, Anwar El Ghazi, etc. Anwar El Ghazi. Yeah, very. Thank you very much again for listening uh, to us ramble, and. We'll hopefully see you next week.